people living in vulnerable communities, particularly in the global south, have done literally, if nothing, to cause the climate crisis, and yet they are paying the ultimate price. We need action. We need to stop all new fossil fuel development. This means no new coal, oil, and gas. That is Ugandan climate justice activist, Vanessa Nakate. And I am Robert McLean, your host of Climate Conversations. Welcome to this latest episode. It's so great to have you along. This podcast is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. You can hear Vanessa speak on a Time magazine story. There needs to be a climate tax for frequent flyers. Here's what she said. I am deeply humbled to be even mentioned alongside this incredible group of individuals, people who have each done so much to help address the climate crisis. But I want to be very clear. Awards are an important signal. They are a recognition of essential work that is being done. But awards will not save those who are already losing their lives and livelihoods on the front line of the climate crisis. People living in vulnerable communities, particularly in the global south, have done literally, if nothing, to cause the climate crisis, and yet they are paying the ultimate price. We need action. We need to stop all new fossil fuel development. This means no new coal, oil, and gas. At the same time, we need to immediately and massively scale up renewable energy, especially for the millions of people in the global south who still do not have access to energy. And we need to do all of this starting right now. So I urge all of you gathered here this evening to think about what you can do to help make this happen. Whatever you do in your daily lives, please help us do this. We need everyone. I also want to be very clear about something else. This award is not just for me. In fact, it is not for me. It is for the millions of people around the world who are holding leaders accountable and calling for climate justice. The United Nations Charter begins, we the peoples. It is the people who fill the streets and demand change. It is the people who face down authoritarian power. It is the people who will hold big oil and gas companies accountable. So for those who ever felt disheartened, ignored, marginalized, threatened, silenced, helpless, and hopeless, remember this. It is the people who hold the power. It is the people who are the real leaders. It is the people who give me hope. 
this award is not for me. This award is for all of us. We, the peoples, now rise up and act. Thank you. You'll find a link for that story in the show notes. And now we shift to Bloomberg for a story by Alfred Kang. It has the headline, Chinese Resort Island at Centre for Alleged Green Fuel Fraud. The story begins. A tropical island off southern China, best known for its sandy beaches and luxury hotels, has become the unlikely focus of Europe's concern over a booming waste oil industry. On the edge of the South China Sea, Hainan has become a green fuel hotspot over the past year, accounting for nearly a third of the country's biodiesel exports. The catch is that China's answer to Hawaii has no capacity to convert used cooking oil, the most obviously compliant feedstock to biodiesel. According to producers, traders and analysts who held conversations on the sidelines of a conference in Singapore last week, it suggests the island may instead be serving as a transshipment hub, facilitating efforts to mix fuels with cheaper feedstock, then mislabeling the product in order to qualify for European green incentives. And now we have a story from Scotland's Daily Record. It's by Tim Henlon and Myra Boylan. The headline for the story is Met Office Issues Scotland Heatwave Update as Hot Temperatures Forecast Across UK. The Met Office has issued an update on a potential heatwave on the way for Scotland and the rest of the UK this month. Forecasters are expecting temperatures in the mid-20s for much of the country from May 13 onwards, with conditions set to be warmer than average for the time of the year. However, there is expected to be a north and south divide between brighter conditions in more southern areas of the UK in bad news for Scottish sun lovers, but things are expected to be pleasant north of the border, with temperatures remaining summer-like levels throughout the second half of the month. Why do you continue to invest in climate and sustainability uh, amid these challenging times? Why is this something that is important to continue doing, and what, what's the business case? That's the question to Tom Steyer and Lisa P. Jackson in the Time magazine story. Asia's record-setting heatwave demonstrates dangers of a warming world, and here is their answer. Well, first of all, from an investment standpoint, the idea that you stop investing in hard times is actually the opposite of the truth. Some of the best investors in the world make most of their investments when times are hard and prices are low. Investing is really about anticipating the future. And so when you're in hard times and everyone is experiencing hard times, basically people, you know, fear and greed. People are very fearful, prices are very low, you get great opportunities. Other people don't have the ability to make investments. So in general, when you say, why do you invest at the bottom of the market? The answer is because that's when you get the best deals. But then let's talk about climate. Why would you continue to invest specifically in climate through a recession? And the answer is because there's a huge tailwind here. You know, there, the crisis in climate is the tailwind, is the opportunity, because we really don't have there is no chance that we can fail. We actually have to succeed. And the question is how? And there are lots of questions you know, as part of that. How do we succeed? But whether we solve this problem, whether this problem becomes more apparent, more urgent, 
is really not in question. And so from an investment standpoint, you have a gigantic tailwind of something that is going to pervade virtually every part of the economy. And that means you have an opportunity, if you're just a straight-up financial investor, to outperform. And if you care about impact, and you care about what, in fact, your investments are going to do, not on a piece of paper, not just on a computer spreadsheet, but in the real world, then you can outperform financially and outperform in terms of impact, positive impact on our crisis. Now we hear from Lisa P. Jackson. And I'll pick up, you know, Apple is in the technology business, and part of that business is looking ahead, innovating, seeing around corners, understanding what's coming. So we've been over a decade investing in clean energy, investing in uh, the idea of being carbon neutral, which is where we are now, right? So first and foremost, it's because it is absolutely clear that we have to, Tom said, tackle this problem. We have to find a solution to it. And so Apple has been trying to lead and make a way forward in that way. But the second, and this is my favorite, and I always tell people, the CFO does not run when he sees me coming. Um, because you can make money investing in clean energy. You can make money um, investing in nature-based carbon removal. We have the Restore Fund to do just that. It pays dividends, and that's money. You know? And so the other reason to do it right now is it's cleaner, but it's also cheaper. This is one of the few times I've been an environmentalist and been in the public sector 25 years. During all that time, we were trying to tell people it's going to become competitive with dirty power. It's now very competitive with dirty power. And so it's also a great time because um, the costs have really come down. Now we shift to The Guardian for a story by Adam Morton. And the headline for his story is Households offered one billion help in budget to install energy saving measures. His story begins. About 110,000 households will be able to receive one billion in low cost loans for double glazing, solar panels, and other energy improvements in changes the Albanese government says will make homes cheaper to run and easier to keep cool and warm. It's part of a 1.6 billion energy savings plan announced in Tuesday's budget. That includes 300 million funding to improve social housing and 310 million in tax deductions for businesses that invest in renewable energy and energy efficiency measures. The government also announced 2 billion for a hydrogen head start program that it said would help two or three large-scale renewable hydrogen developments bridge the gap to being commercially viable. Experts say green hydrogen is likely to be crucial in manufacturing some products currently made using fossil fuels. Let's shift now to a story from Renew Economy and it's by Giles Parkinson. The headline for the story is Labor creates $2 billion renewable energy hydrogen fund as part of a $4 billion green energy package. The story begins. The federal Labor government has announced a new $2 billion hydrogen fund designed to support new renewable hydrogen projects as part of a $4 billion green energy package in the federal budget. The federal Labor government has announced a new $2 billion hydrogen fund designed to support new renewable hydrogen projects as part of a $4 billion green energy package in the federal budget. The federal government says the new hydrogen fund will provide productive credits, help bridge the commercial gap for early projects and put Australia on course for up to a gigawatt 
of electrolyzer capacity by 2030 through two or three flagship projects. This investment will be critical domestic experience and expertise and position Australia to take advantage of the immense jobs and investment potential of the technology, the government says. Now we shift to a story from the Latrobe Valley Express, and the story is written by Philip Hopkins, and it has the headline, Cold Hydrogen Project Could Create New Operation. The Latrobe Valley Cold Hydrogen Project could be a catalyst for a clean energy hub in the region, according to the company chief, Jeremy Stern. Mr Stern, the non-executive director of the developer J-Power, said hydrogen was the focus of the project, but other projects could spin off it. Someone who can take the hydrogen can make the nitrogen to make clean ammonia, add carbon dioxide to that and make urea, which is a fertiliser, or take the hydrogen and add CO2 to make clean methanol or clean jet fuel, he told the Gippsland Times after attending a Victorian Hydrogen Cluster Network Forum in Melbourne. Next we have a story from The Conversation, and the headline of that story is How Alone Australia Can Help Us Understand and Appreciate Our Place in Nature. The story begins. More than a million Australians have tuned into Alone Australia, SBS's highest rating series for 2023 to date. What is it about this program that's got us so hooked? And what can it tell us about our own relationship with nature? The series started with 10 contestants dropped off in a remote area of Lurawita, Tasmania. The aim is to survive alone for as long as possible. Each contestant is relying on their ability to find food, create adequate shelter and contend with isolation from people. Each contestant's experiences have been shaped in part by their unique relationship with nature. We all value and experience nature in different ways. As armchair experts watching from home, we may reflect on how we would act if we had to survive in a remote place. How might our own relationship with nature shape our actions? Yes, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. It's been great to have you along. And now please don't forget you'll find links to all those stories I've mentioned and many others in the show notes. And please don't forget to follow this podcast because you'll be automatically alerted every time I publish a new episode. Also, I'd love to hear from you, and you can do that via email. You can contact me at number 7 at icloud.com. So please do that because I'd love to hear from you. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please... Feel free to share this with your friends. I'd love you to share with your friends because we all need to know all we possibly can about the climate crisis. This, folks, is a real issue. We have to deal with it. We have to address it. We have to know where we're going. We have to adapt to it. The world is changing. Now take care.